Hey everybody, welcome to episode 6 of Lack of Initiative. Some of you are listening to this right now early because you are Patreon subscribers. Some of you have waited the whole week it takes for it to come out for everybody else and you're listening to it then. We thank you for that. If you do want to support us and get all the episodes a week early along with the uh, extras that we're planning on release, which I'll tell you about in a second, you can just go to patreon.com forward slash lack of initiative. And uh, we have several different tiers for you to subscribe at. The lowest tier is $2 a month. We release at least two episodes a month, so it's a dollar an episode. It's really not that much, and it helps us get better equipment. For example, this mic that I'm using right now is a little bit better than the one that I used to record, and I'd like to be able to use it for the entire session, but I don't quite have the resources to make that happen. So it would be nice if we could outfit all of our players with better microphones so that the overall audio quality of the podcast goes up. I think it would be a better listening experience for you, it would be a better creation experience for us, and it would definitely shorten the amount of time that I have to spend editing each episode. So if that's something that you want to do, you want to help us out a little bit, go ahead on over to patreon.com forward slash lack of initiative and pledge at one of those reward levels and uh, let me tell you about some of the things you can get. So our most basic tier, you can just get access to the episodes a week early and that's it. And you know what? That's enough. You may also eventually get access to some of the other stuff, maybe, you know, months, years after everybody else gets access. You pledge at the next tier up and you'll get uh, a bunch of outtakes. I have probably five to six outtakes of every episode that's just like funny table talk and little comments that we make to each other. And uh, I'm going to start releasing those probably on the off weeks when we don't have an episode. In addition, uh, I'm going to start recording some uh, some videos uh, about how I DM and how I think you can be a good player and things like that because I have some, some kind of interesting philosophies about how that works, especially in our game and in some of my other games, and I want to share that with the subscribers. In addition, uh, I think the most exciting thing is that I'm going to start recording an audio journal from Strahd's perspective, and I'm going to go through all the episodes, all the way from episode one, and I'm going to tell you what Strahd, our villain, is thinking at each step of the way so that you can kind of get an idea where he's coming from and that'll shed some light on some of his interactions with the players. And because the players are so far ahead of that journal, them listening to it won't spoil anything for them. Uh, and maybe I'll just release it for subscribers and if they want to hear it, then they'll have to subscribe. I think that would be fair. So those are all the exciting extras we've got for you. Again, patreon.com forward slash lack of initiative can get you access to all of that and I thank you for any support you can give us. Our intro this week is pretty self-explanatory, and because we're expanding to Patreon and trying to make this even more of a thing, I think it's uh, I think it's super appropriate for this episode. Uh, you kind of get the feeling this is about as sunny as it ever gets in Barovia. Uh, oh my goodness, it's never sunny in Barovia. I would watch Damn it, that show. should have been the name of the podcast. I would watch uh, that show. No, because again, yeah. I didn't want the podcast to be Strahd-based for when the campaign ends. True, true. Otherwise, I'd have called it Strahdcast and been done with it. <laughs> See, these are the decisions I've had to make. When last we left our heroes, they were uh, heading toward the winery, and they had heard rustling and a whole bunch of just like creepy tree, vine, plant creatures had come out after them. And the battle that followed was, quite frankly, long and uh, not that interesting to listen to. So instead of boring you with half an hour to 40 minutes of that, I'm going to skip straight to the point, and I'm going to kind of just summarize what happened in that battle. So they got to the winery, and there was an open loading dock, a couple doors on the side, and a stable. 
Roland and Pileus got into the stable and kind of as the as the blights, which is what they're called, were coming toward them, they took their stand in the stable. Uh, Leander and Katar made their stand on the loading dock, and Brom ran to one of the doors to see if it would open. It was unfortunately barred from the other side, and he couldn't get into it, and he was surrounded by the blights. A couple rounds into combat, uh, Bromley is down. He uh, he managed to clear a path, and then he was trying to get through it, but as he ran away from them, they managed to bring him down. Um, Katar's running around, casting spells, trying to help clear stuff out. Leander sees that there is a druid upstairs in the winery, and he just runs off to fight that druid, leaving the rest to fight a good 30 blights down on the ground floor. Fortunately, that turns out to be the right move, as the druid that he fights one-on-one uh, -on -one and eventually kills is holding a staff. As soon as the druid releases its grip on that staff, all of the blights fade to ash. The party kind of has a moment to rest, and then a bunch of druids just kind of run out, because inside the winery there are a bunch of druids and a bunch of blights, and when they all saw their blights fall to ash, they knew that their companion had fallen, and they all run out to do battle. Uh, in the middle of that fight, Bromley wakes up. He has he went unconscious, surrounded by enemies, and he wakes up seeing his friends fighting a couple druids. And at the end of that battle, they manage to get the final druid down and knock them out to keep them for interrogation. And that interrogation is where we're going to start today's episode. Who sent you? Why are you here? This winery is a blight upon the land. It doesn't belong here. He's cultivating the land. He's not treating it horribly why why would you come destroy it just because he's growing grapes and making wine he's just growing grapes he's not destroying it in any way what would you know what would you know about the natural order of things plants are not meant to be kept in rows neat they're meant to grow wild so you would have people starve to death and not have anything to drink or eat they're grapes they use them to get drunk it's not a matter of life and death but if you take your logic to the its final conclusion, people would just be dead and it would just be plants. No, you can get all you need by gleaning plants from the full. I don't want to talk to this uneducated fool anymore. Um, I suggest you continue talking to the uneducated fool. Or what? Or I'll have to get involved. Oh, oh, I'm scared of you. I just kind of step back, give my hand like, okay, lead the way, Brom. And just kind of, you know. <sighs> all right. I'll give you one last chance to answer my friend's question. I've answered his question quite thoroughly. Great. Are you satisfied with the answer, Qatar? So, you did this of your own volition. Nobody told you this was here. Nobody sent you here. We serve only nature. Not Strahd? Strahd does not bother us, and we do not bother him. I believe him, but are there any more of you? Oh, there are many. Many of us. Can you hear them rustling around in the leaves right now? Look, I'm going to look out towards the uh, field and see if I can see anything. You don't even see the figures that were at the corner, at the edge of the woods that you met with earlier. Brom, perhaps we should tell our uh, the former owners that uh, the place is clear for now. Well, I am interested in how they spoke about how they don't bother Strahd and Strahd doesn't bother them. Um, I'm curious how you have managed to not draw his attention in the amount of time you've been here. Strahd is a Strahd is not a lord of the of the forests. Strahd is well, lord he of the apparently people. has animal minions, which implies he has some sort of connection. His wolves do not bother us. They are a part of this land and we do not mess with them. They do not bother us. 
So you have no feelings one way or another to Strahd and whether he should continue to be in charge or not. We seek only the reclamation of as much land in this in this place as possible for the purposes of nature. Does that include villages and towns? The people can have their villages and towns if they see fit. But there's no reason for them to establish places like this. So you really don't like the winery specifically? There's no purpose. There's no reason. What is being made here is not necessary. Well, um, for the sake of playing devil's advocate here, I'm going to go ahead and say that letting nature reclaim everything doesn't provide a purpose either. Puts things back the way they should be. Who's to say that that's the right thing? There's a beauty in nature. A beauty that I would never expect ones like you to understand. There's a beauty in advancement. There's a beauty in moving forward and technological advancement. Only a fool would believe such things. Well, here you preach to me, and yet you won't listen to my words, so... What do I have uh, to I learn from one so unenlightened as you? Well, you expect me to listen to you and glean something from your words, but you refuse to listen to mine. I expect nothing from That's you. That's incredibly disrespectful. I would be just as happy had you just killed me. That could be arranged. Very well. I don't think we should get in the habit of killing people just because their ideals clash with ours and they're not really he's hurting one little area and they're not doing that anymore and while the only reason they're not doing that anymore is because we stopped them no i know he just said he wants all the land to be reclaimed yeah but he's not the ultimate evil here from what i can tell i don't know just because you don't see it doesn't make it not true i'm not i'm not saying he's not bad and i'm not saying i'm not saying he's not evil but i'm not saying I don't want his blood on my hands. I'm going to use the marionette card. Uh, I'm going to cast Zone of Truth. So you can tell that he is affected by your Zone of Truth, and that he cannot tell an outright lie while you are speaking to him. Excellent. Are you in league with Strahd? No. Would you be willing to fight against Strahd? No. Can you think of any reason that I should not kill you? No. Excellent. I'm glad we have that covered. I am going to unstopper my flask of oil. What's the curse on this thing? Ask it it what's the curse on the land. You better hurry up, because it's going down. That's right. They said that the land is cursed, so they've done something. We should probably try to undo it. All right, I'm going to ask you the question. Druid, Captive Druid, uh, I am uh, Pileus Lyodon. I am the hero of legend. So you must answer my questions truthfully. What is the curse on this land? Something terrible. Something that will make this land useless for its current purpose. And did you bring this, or are you trying to prevent this? (laughs) Your question shows an inherent ignorance of the matter at hand. Then enlighten me. Why? Oh my, okay, I, I set him on fire. Flames start to start to take hold over, over the druid's body. They, they kind, of, kind of grow a little bit, and then they are immediately snuffed out. And the druid just smiles up at you. Well then. Uh, yeah, Bromley, that was a little extreme, huh? Do you feel like that way? Because um, it didn't even do anything. So if you think that was extreme... You should uh, steal yourself, Hero of Legend. I'd like to imagine that Leander was upstairs this entire time, just with the staff and the dead body of the other druid and inspecting the area, and is now just coming down to see his son burning someone alive. What the hell is going on? Uh, you, it's a little, we don't really have time to bring you up to speed right now. Why are we burning? Um, I ask, Father, that you simply trust my judgment. 
and know um, that um this individual has disrespected the line brand name along with our good hero of legend here i'm just gonna go over and, and talk to leander and just be like hey this is what happened he catch him up doesn't take that long we were trying to figure out how to stop the uh blight we've got him in a Cone of truth. He's not telling us other than that. He said it's going to hurt the land for a long time and make it unable to produce crops. So, do you see Let's, anybody else? Well, we haven't asked it how to stop it. He didn't feel like telling us what it even was or if they brought it. So, well, he I didn't think feel like telling relevant. you. Is he um, standing or kneeling? Uh, I assume sitting tied up against the wall. Entire, okay. Katar yeah, crouches down and looks, looks at him, you know, a little close in. Look, my friend over there is murderous to a certain degree okay i don't want to have to kill you i don't think you should die you're not you're not wrong people abuse the land people treat it horribly and they should do a better job but in this case this one case we're asking you to let go just once my friend over there tried to kill you he now owns the winery what use are principles when they're given away even once let me finish my friend owns it. Clearly, he's intimidating, as well, as well as our, and I nod over to Pileus, our other friend over there. Clearly, we've got a little intimidation factor going on here. If we get the growers to agree to treat the land more civilly and to not desecrate it as much, would you be willing to help us restore it and destroy the ultimate scourge that is clearly in this land? In the background, while he's giving his whole speech, I want to set my bag on the ground, take off my top hat that I traded or won from Qatar, put on my normal hat that's like a very wide-brimmed sort of leather hat, uh, start digging through my bag. I'm going to reach in and pull out a block of incense. I'm going to shave off uh, a little bit and set the incense on fire. So I'm going to start burning incense. Uh, maybe like maybe halfway through Qatar's speech, I want to start mumbling stuff under my breath to like a very cadenced rhythm, very even cadence. Pull out a hammer and two wooden stakes, and I want to turn and face the druid as Qatar is finishing up his speech. So what do you say? Uh, the druid just rolls his eyes. I gave you an offer. You get to live. The land, not the land, gets to not be as desecrated. It gets to function for people and on its own there's compromise yes things must live in harmony not one overtaking the other that's what life is all about harmony needs things i gave you one chance i'm trying to help you i'm trying to keep you from dying and hopefully keep the land from being completely destroyed because yes they will continue to go over and use it and destroy as much as they can if you're willing to work with them if you're willing to work with us if you're willing to compromise a little bit and and see that the other side isn't 100 percent evil then maybe there might be something good that can come of this you speak of compromise very well why don't you abandon this winery to its current fallow ground and walk away and never come back because and then we will all be happy you speak of compromise, yet you don't seem willing to compromise very much. What? Choosing not I'm to not kill me? No, 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 no. I'm not giving you the, the chance to destroy one whole person's life and the people that... He supports many people, not just here, but in the villages as well, who sell his wine. You're asking me to destroy multiple people's lives for a, for a yes, a large square of land. You don't have to have it all. Look at me, Dark Cut One. It in half. Look at me in the eyes, Dark One. Qatar, let's 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 ask this 
this creature one more question. Dark foul. one, look at me in the eyes. Foul, foul druid. Uh, I am speaking you, with your companion. If we, if we kill you, will Pie. this will this light be uh, stripped from the land? <laughs> what if the winery employed you to help take care of the land? The winery is over. It does not well, exist. It is useless. Any last questions from the peanut gallery before I... Katar just stands up, mocks, wiping his hands, and goes, I'm done. And um, walks inside to take stock of what's going on inside and, and see if there's anything around. Um, at this point, I'm going to ask any of you who are weak of constitution to leave. Because it's about to get weird. I, I walk away. I'm not I'm not wanting to be a part of this. Yeah, the hero legend just wants to get this over with. We've already killed plenty of druids today. I'm going to take my greatsword and just slice this thing's head off. I want to impede that. Somehow. You can try. Okay, when you see Brom step in the way of your sword, what do you do, Pileus? I shove him shove him aside. Bromley, you find yourself, like, at one moment, you're stepping between Pileus and the prisoner. The next moment, you are about ten feet back, slumped against a wall, wondering how the hell you ended up here. Has he already made his strike? Oh, yeah. Those what? of you who stayed, you see you see, uh, Brom kind of step forward with his, his stakes in hand. Pileus just unsheaths his sword and goes to swing it. Brom tries to interpose himself and gets shoved backwards. And Pileus finishes his swing. No! Oh, god damn it, Pileus. I had a thing. I know you did. You'll get the next one. This is important to me. There will be more foul druids to slay, I'm sure. Especially if you intend on keeping this winery for your own. I thought we were friends. We are. I said we are friends. And let let the, let us let us drink to a truce. Qatar has gone inside and is now looking around. So, for the record, I'm just sitting here trying not to bleed out. When uh, Polias offers to drink to a truce, I want to walk away. So, Katar, you walk up into this room. There's the body of a dead druid up here. Can I uh, see if he's got anything on him? Just kind of see if there's anything that might be useful he figuring out what's going on. doesn't have anything of value on him. I'm going to go into... Uh... You open that door, and you walk out onto a, uh, a balcony that overlooks what's what looks to be four huge fermenting vats down into kind of this large central chamber here in the building. Also, you notice that perched on the on the kind of the railing of this balcony, there are just swarms of ravens perched all the way around. Um, they are all alive. They all look at you, but they don't make any sort of move. I'm going to slowly back out of the door, and then I'm going to run down to my friends and tell them we've got. Well, run down. My, um, did anybody mention anything about ravens being uh, spies for Strahd? Was it wolves and ravens, or was it just wolves? Anybody? Nobody? Anybody? You came... Oh, I don't uh, I mean, is it so unusual for there to be ravens uh, at a blighted... In the ver fermenting vats, perched, and they all looked at me at once. They're not... This isn't normal. Birds... Yeah. Birds don't look flock. at people? Birds of a kind flock, flock in the same place. Perhaps we should be less concerned with the birds and more concerned with our bleeding friend here on the ground. Uh, I think we need to investigate this place a little more because something does seem a little off. I mean, we can do that as well uh, in time. Aren't aren't you a healer of some kind or nope. a medicine person? I got nothing. It's fine. Don't worry about me. 
Where'd everybody else go? Bromley is sulking somewhere in the house. Yeah, we're all split up. Yeah, we're Bromley, very when you went right inside, now. where did you go? Probably went in here. Okay, this is a large room. Appears to be some big fermenting vats in here. There's doors on the opposite side of the room. Yeah, I'm kind of sulky right now. Um, I'll go through the already open door because I don't like doors. So you walk into a room. Uh, it appears to be some sort of storage room. Uh, there are shelves with several pairs of stained wooden sandals with oversized soles. The, the door outside has iron brackets on it and just leads outside to the rain. Lying on the floor next to the door is uh, just a five-foot wooden beam. You gather it was probably used to lock the door in place at one point. Yeah, and you said there's just wooden wooden shoes or something. Yeah, like there's that. wooden sandals with oversized uh, soles, and there are just bare hooks as well. But there's nothing hanging on them. I'm just gonna stand in the doorway, out into the stare out into the rain. All right. Well, I feel like I need to to make make good with Bromley. I'm gonna search this place for a, one drop of alcohol. Um, so I want to investigate the house as well. Find yourself in what appears to be some sort of wine cellar. Um, there's wooden pillars ah. and beams supporting the ten foot high ceiling above you. There's a five foot thick brick wall you can kind of see that divides the room in half. Um, there's kind of a thin mist laying across the floor, and uh, there's an eight foot tall wooden partition that kind of doubles as a wine rack there. And uh, the one right here in front of you is about half full of wine bottles. All right. Yeah, I want to look for some uh, vintage bottles here. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna come over and uh, investigate. You find some. They're bottles of wine. And it looks. It looks like good. Does it have like a year denoted on the bottle? Interestingly enough, it does have. They do have years on them, but they're not like any years. The numbers don't make sense to what you would think of as. Oh yeah. Years. Yeah, he would certainly wouldn't understand that even if they were clear English. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna take a couple bottles. You know, just 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 kind of like uh, grab like five or six bottles. Add that to your inventory. Five or six bottles of wine. Incidentally, uh, these are Red Dragon Crush. Hey, we know that. While everybody's doing that, I walked out in search of the former owners to let them know that we have taken care of the situation, at least in the immediate future. Um, no one is inside the winery. Alright, so you head back out, uh, you head back out toward the forest, and you, you don't see the figures anywhere. Um, are you just gonna keep walking? Do you wanna, do you wanna call out? Do you wanna signal? Like, what do you wanna do? I'm just gonna call out, like a, like a, hello? So, you're standing there after calling out. Immediately after calling out, you hear, uh, you hear some, you hear some bird cries from the forest. Um, and then there's, there's kind of a, a shuffling of leaves. And out of the out of the dark edge of the forest, through the misty rain, you see uh, the old man kind of walking out towards you. What? What do you want? Well, we took care of the situation inside of the winery. Well, guess it belongs to your friend now. Wish him the best of luck with it. Perfect. If we could just make that official, get the deed, title, anything else that we need signed huh. in. You think our we name? have legal documents? So you don't own this land? I built this with my bare hands. I planted all of these myself. Of course we didn't write up documents. Who are we going to get to sign them? The devil himself? There's local governments. Not out here there isn't. Besides, land's worthless. Yes, but now you're safe. That should be worth something to you. We were safe as it was. Safe hiding in the forest, outside of your own building, with druids inside? He kind of, uh, he kind of smirks a little bit and he goes... Maybe someday when you're as old as I am, you won't think you need the comfort so much. How old is he? Uh, how old are you? 
I'm in like my 55 to 60 range. Yeah, he's probably 70s to 80s, but without like a lot of like the stooping and stuff, the signs of age that you might normally see. I just wanted to inform you that for the moment, you're at least a little bit more safe. I figured you would want to know. Well, if, you're, uh, if your companion ever wants to actually grow anything with this, tell him to come back and maybe we can make another deal. Well, I mean, I'm sure he would like to. My son would love to have some wine. What exactly is this blight that I keep hearing about? Oh, you want to make a deal? We've already made a deal. We have. Now we're making another one. Four? You can't expect me to give up the secret of my business to the person who took it from me. We didn't take it. You gave it. I gave you worthless. Now you want it to be worth something. Now you need to offer me something back. I've been playing this game a lot longer than you have, Sonny. I am sure. And I see you as slightly more reasonable than your companion in there. To an extent. Perhaps we can make a deal. Perhaps. I'll speak with them. But we seem to be pretty capable at uh, coming up with solutions to our own problems. Good. Then you'll be able to solve the blight yourself, I'm sure. There's always a possibility. I wouldn't bet against us. Well, good luck. All right, well, are you going to be staying out here in the forest, out amongst the land? I'll be around. Okay. Hope you and your family stay safe. If you would like to come into our building, we can discuss terms then. And if you need to discuss terms, you know where to find us. He just turns and he walks back into the forest. What was your name? He, uh, He turns around and he winks at you and then he walks into the forest. I'm going to walk inside the building again. Yeah, I'm going to go down. I'm going to go. I went up the stairs. I'm going to go down the stairs now. Okay. Um, you walk down into a wine cellar, and you see Pileus uh, stuffing some wine bottles into his bag. Found anything good there, Pi? Yes. Uh, I found some uh, Red Dragon Crush that was served to us at the tavern we, we stayed at. Try to save day. a few for the person who sent us on this endeavor. Wait, does do we not own this wine now? We do, but remember, the guy asked us to uh, come up here and get it so he could sell it at his business. We don't want to put him out by taking all of his stock. Just saying. Look at this wall. It's a huge wall full of bottles. Bottles on bottles. I know. I'm just, I just you know, let's just be prudent. I'm going to keep walking. All right, over here, uh, most of the bottles seem to have been, like there's a couple smashed bottles on the ground and the... Uh, the wine rack appears to be mostly empty. Um, however, there is like one intact bottle on the floor. I want to pick it up and look at it and see it's what it is. It's a bottle of purple grape mash number three. I'll pick that one up and put it in my bag. Yeah, I'm going to continue going up the stairs. You walk up into the other side of the uh, fermenting chamber. Brom, uh, after standing there for a couple minutes, you realize that you're staring out at, at this small outbuilding. And the more you stare, the more you realize that's an outhouse. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, shit. Yes, exactly. Literally. Well, I don't want to stare at a shitter, so ensuring that my gloves are on. Can I open the door? Sure. It opens onto a small porch or patio that has some little ladders up to the edge of these large, round tubs that are each attached with a spigot to a little smaller tub underneath. So you saw those sandals with oversized shoes earlier. Um, they yeah. put those on, and then they stand in these tubs to mash the grapes down. Get the juices flowing. Right, and the, the smaller container underneath is to catch all the juice, so that it can then be purified, filtered, and fermented. I would also like to try this, Jordan. Have I noticed the ravens yet? Uh, they're, up, they're up covering the balcony 
in the open second story of this room. You push open this door, which is not barred, to find just rows of brand new barrels. Oh, so they're probably not even filled, huh? Right, they are, they are empty. And then there's a spiral staircase to your left, and then doors to your right. I will try the doors. Okay. Um, you pop these doors open. This is very obviously where they make the barrels. There's uh, neat piles of wood. There's strips of iron. The walls are lined with barrel-making tools. There are two two work tables over over in the corner of the room. Can I, can I get past these ravens right here? Just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're perched on the walls, so you can walk okay. past them. I'll go in that, in that door. All right. Uh, you find yourself in a hallway. To your right, a door stands open into uh, into a room. In this chamber, there are a desk, a chair, a tall wooden cabinet, and a strange contraption that takes up most of the northern end of the room. Um, I want to go through the cabinet and the desk, see if there's anything in there. There's some, um, you go through the cabinet, there's um, a, a bunch of what looks like sort of a reddish, purplish colored ink, um, which mm -hmm. you recognize is the same color as on the labels of the wine. In the in the desk, there are some pieces of parchment, some jars of glue. So they probably just make the labels here. That's what it looks like. I'm going to check the first door. You open this room, and there are two pairs of bunk beds, and along the west wall, there are four identical footlockers. I'm going to check all four footlockers. This appears to be children's rooms. You find what appears to be a wooden sort of sort of rocking horse, but it's miniature, so it's like a tiny little rocking horse. The horse is black and it has wild eyes. And instead of uh, having like hair painted where its main tail and hooves are, instead it's painted with what looks like orange flames. And uh, carved into the into the side of one of the rockers is the name Bucephalus. And you kind of flip it over, and under the other rocker is carved the uh, phrase "Is no fun, is no Blinsky." No, that's uh, that, yeah, and that's the uh, the toy maker. That's from the back toy back maker from Velaki. I'm gonna try the second door. Uh, this appears to be an almost identical uh, room to the last one. Uh, once again, the foot lockers just contain personal effects and things like that. Mostly children's stuff? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then I'll, yeah, check. The I mean, there's some adult stuff as well. Yeah. This appears to be, because you, you had uh, nine figures. So far, you've seen eight beds. Eight beds, yeah. I'm going to check this final room right here. All right. Uh, you walk into this room. Uh, there's a rectangular table surrounded by eight chairs, an L-shaped cupboard, and a floor-to-ceiling closet pantry. Next to the pantry, there's a small iron stove. This looks to be a kitchen dining room area. I'm going to open the pantry, see what's in there. Cooking ingredients and some basic foodstuffs. Um, and then I'm going to open up this door right here. Okay. You come into a room that contains a four-poster bed. The headboard is carved into the likeness of a giant raven. Uh, there's a soft black rug covering the floor uh, between the bed and the door. In the corners, there are two slender wardrobes with the tapestry of a church hanging on the wall between them. Beneath the tapestry sits a handsomely carved rocking cradle. To the north, under a window, is a plain desk and a chair. Other furnishings include a wooden chest and a freestanding mirror in a wooden frame. Do I recognize the church? Does it look like that one back in uh, Barovia? It's, it's the same style, but so far, both the church in Barovia and the church in Velaki have been of similar structural styles, so... It's just, it, yeah, it's just, it's not any uh, particular mark. Right. Yeah, it just same. looks like all the churches you've seen so far right. in this land. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to go ahead and just check at the drawers and desks and stuff and the footlocker and stuff like that. 
Okay. Um, you find, you know, some men's clothes, some women's clothes. Uh, the desk, however, holds a, uh, holds a series of, of ledger books that record wine shipments going back uh, 100 years from this winery. I want to go through those and see if I can find anything, you know. Okay. So what, what's there? So um, are you going to start with the oldest records or the newest records? I'm going to start with the oldest records and go forward. Okay. So you're looking at the oldest records, and you see uh, you see some marks. Some of the oldest ones contain uh, the letter S as the receiver of the delivery, mm-hmm. um, but as you as you get sooner, as you get nearer and nearer, uh, the S's disappear. And throughout the whole thing, you see four main marks. There's B V, there's B W, there's mm-hmm. K, and then mm-hmm. there's just one that says Vistani. Which the Vistani are the people. The shipping wine to BV. I can assume that would be Barovia. Uh, you remember that in Barovia, the tavern was called Blood of the Vine. Mm-hmm. And in Velaki, the inn was called the Blue Water Inn. Blue Water, okay. Uh, can I compare and contrast how much was being shipped to S versus how much he's shipping out now? Um, the, S, the S deliveries weren't as big as any of the other shipments. What was he mainly shipping S? I mean, again, it was just... A collection of wines. I was I was trying to see if he had shipped him mostly the good stuff or mostly the bad stuff. Selection of both. About what time did the S st- S shipment stop? Probably about ninety years ago. Ninety years ago. Okay. And I don't find anything else in the in the room. Uh, you you go to look at the wooden chest, but it appears mm-hmm. to be locked. I need some help. I need to go get. I need I need to go find one of my friends who can help pick this lock. Well, Pileas so. was definitely gonna want to follow. Was Pileas just following Katara around like a puppy? Yeah, very silently. I He's think. just like t- 20 feet back, just kind of slowly creeping. Oh, right. God. Just observing. Yeah, so Katara, you, you're kind of like searching the room, and you look yeah. up. You're like, oh, I need somebody to help me with this chest. And you turn, and you look, and Pileas is just standing in the doorway. Holy shit. Oh. 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 Huh. Ah. Don't. Uh, what? Qatar was like Qatar was really into the ledger. Like he got like yeah. reading a book. He was just like seriously, just like and completely lost track of everything. Oh God, Pi, uh, where where did you come from? What um? Well, I've I've been here the whole time. Are, are we not going to open this chest? I can't. I don't know how to pick locks. Can you give me? Can you open this jar of pickles for me? Uh, well, I I do have one way I could open it. Oh, what what would that you can you can you can uh, get the lock open? I, I I think I might be able to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, try anything. I I don't know what I don't know what I could do. All right, and Pileus just draws his sword. <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't mean. Tar just tries to stop him, but like he says and holds his hand out, but like it clearly means nothing because like yeah. he can't stop Pileus. So Pileus, you pull your sword out and you kind of carve into the into the lid of the chest and you carve ah! some large chunks out. It's still not open. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I mean it's a pretty that. heavy chest. Like you you can hack at it for a while and you could probably uh, get it open. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We've already damaged it. Let me let me see what I can do. And um he's just going to kind of hold his hand out about 4 feet away from the lock and um, cast Firebolt. Okay, okay. It hits the metal lock. The metal lock is slightly hotter than it was before. That did not work like I thought that was going to work. (laughs) Clearly. You know, let's 
Didn't yeah? Didn't Roland pick a lock earlier? Uh, I wouldn't know. I okay. Look, let's try not to. There could be something important in here. Let's try not to damage it. Let's see if we can find and see if we can you know get this open without destroying the contents. Okay. Fine. Yeah. You go do that. I'll I'll just. I pie pie. <laughs> I promise I won't pie. damage the chest. The chest. Do you swear? Do you swear? I I gave you my word as a hero of legend. If I find, if I come back, and it's damaged or destroyed, and the repeat it again. <laughs> I'm just saying, I can find some rats. They'll find okay, and I'm gonna walk out and try to find uh, Roland. Pilates, do you want to search any other part of the room while he's out? Yeah, I definitely do. Okay, uh, what, like what kind of where in the room do you want to look? I mean. So, Pileus, Katara walks out of the room, right? And you just kind of do a quick scan of the room, checking for all the little details and stuff. You notice that there's a loose knob on one of the bedposts. And it looks like it looks like you could probably, like, remove it if you tried to just, like, unscrew it a little bit. Okay. Well, I definitely want to try to unscrew it. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a key in there. Okay, Pileus, you have a key. How... How big is this key? Is it like uh, like a small lockpick? This key, key looks like, like it a... would fit the chest. Uh, well, I gave my word I wouldn't damage the chest, but I didn't say I wouldn't open it. So okay. I'm going to uh, definitely open it. All right. So you uh, you pop the chest open, and inside the chest there are 50 gold pieces, 270 electrum pieces, you know. and uh, 350 silver pieces. Cool. And you notice that there's a secret compartment in the lid. You nice. pop it open. And you find okay. a, uh, a gold locket and a pouch with five gemstones. Can I investigate this gold locket? Yeah, you want to pop it open? Yeah, why not? There is a painted portrait of a beautiful woman inside. Does she look familiar to me at all? No, she does not. I will put the uh, gems and the locket back in the treasure chest. Okay. Lock the treasure chest. Okay. And then replace the key back on its spot. And then And then put the knob back in. Yeah, and then put the knot back in. Okay, cool. Wait, wait, was that the chest I'm trying to open? About the time, about this time, oh uh, Katar walks back into the room with Roland. I don't know what Leander's been doing this whole time. I've just been wandering around the uh, the new land for the Lion Brands and okay. uh, walking through the winery alone, trying to figure out where everybody is. I mean, Brahm is in the barrel making room and the rest are all upstairs. Yep, yep, I was walking around the bottom. As you're wandering around looking indoors and stuff. Uh, you find, um, a, there's a, there's a dirty window in the south wall that allows light into, into this room. Uh, the wine bottles are made here, uh, as evidenced by the tools lying about, the wooden rack full of freshly blown glass bottles along the south wall, the hearth built into the southwest corner, and the barrel of sand standing next to it. A staircase descends underground, and between it and the rack of bottles stands a barred door, which... So there's a downstairs, but there's a door blocking my path downstairs? No, no, there's a downstairs, and then there's a door right next to the stairs down. Well, I've already been upstairs when I was taking care of the druid. I might want to see what's downstairs. If you go downstairs, you're going to find the rack of Red Dragon Crush. If you want to grab a couple uh, bottles, you can do that. Sure. Done. Do that. Excellent. Is that where all downstairs lead to? Pretty much, yeah. If, like, if I go down these stairs next to me, would I Those also stairs go up. The... All right, so uh, Roland, Katar comes and he gets you, and he leads you back upstairs. You enter a room to find Pileus. Uh, Katar, Pileus is standing exactly where you left him. Cool. Um, thanks, Pi. Um, I just kind of point to the uh, chest. Say, Roland, can you uh, think you can open that for me? Mm, I can certainly try. Yeah, you just pop that lock right open. 
Um, it's almost like it had been opened already. Exactly. There's no there's no <laughs> rust. It just it just pops right open. You're like, oh, this is super easy. Well, that's great. And there's a there's a bed in this room, right? Yep. Well, there you go. I'm gonna lay in the bed now. Cool. Uh, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Qatar, when you go to look in the chest, you find uh, a bag with five gemstones in it. Hey, I'm going to uh, take it out. Can I kind of see what kind of gemstones they are? Uh, sure. They're red and shiny. Red and shiny. And there's also a gold locket. I'm going to look at the locket. Obviously, there's a picture painted of a very beautiful woman inside. I've never seen that woman in my life. I'm going to take out one of the gemstones, hand it to uh, Pileas. I'm going, is, is, uh, brought, is Roland asleep now? Is he, did he just like fall asleep immediately? I mean, I'm trying to. He's yeah, trying to? he's, he, he, he looks like he's out, even if he's not. I'm just going to like put one of the gemstones right by his head. Be like, here you go. It's for you. Uh, I'm gonna take one and put it in my bag, and then I guess, and I'm just gonna, I guess I'll give the other two to uh, Leander and, and Brom. I'm gonna keep the locket, but I'm inspecting it just a little to see, you know. The, the ledger was the only thing of note in the desk. The tapestry's on the wall right here. I'm gonna, is there anything behind it? Can I see if there's anything behind the tapestry? The wall. I'm gonna go back out, and um, so I'm just gonna go out this door, and then I'm just gonna sit down at this, this seat over here, and just kind of pull out some of my food and start eating a little bit, and just resting. So uh, what did that uh, that that book say? Well, it's his ledger. You know, it uh, it it's how he kept a ledger. Track. What is what is that? What I don't I don't know what that is. It's a record of all the wine that he shipped and to whom. Oh, any oh, interesting uh, customers? So it looks for about it's a hundred years of, of this winery being open. Oh wow. Yes. Okay, so so this this S person, do we know who is that? I mean, who do you think it is? Um, I don't know. Who could this S be? I think it, I think it's Strahd. He ships Strahd. I mean, S makes the most sense. He's shipping him stuff for ten years, and then stops. Do do vampires drink wine? They are before they're vampires. Oh, so we know. Maybe he was a vampire only the last 90 years. That's, I mean, maybe. I, I don't I don't really know. I, honestly, I need somebody else to take a look at this and see if they can glean anything else from it. Um, but I don't know. This just, did you see the people when we were coming up? I, know, I mean, I know we didn't go up to them, but you saw them out there, right? Uh, yes. I, I didn't see many children. I saw some younger boys that seem to be about, you know, almost teenagers, but I didn't see any children. Did you? Now that you mention it, I don't think I did. And there's a whole room in there that's just a children's room. Something, I don't know. I just, something is, is, something doesn't make sense here. Something doesn't make sense in this whole land. My danger sense is tingling. I walk in the door. I'm going to pass the ledger over Leander and be like, hey, can you just take a look at this for me and see if you come up with anything else? Yeah, I'll go in the room with him. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm used to looking at ledgers. I will peruse them. Oh, Bromley, I've, I've been looking for you. Uh, I, I, I brought you some wine. Look, I found wine. It's Red uh, Dragon Crush. I'm, I'm good. Oh, come on, drink with me. Nah, I'm good. Are we not friends? Uh, I'm thinking about it. I, I don't think I've ever seen Bromley say no to alcohol ever not even the time that calder ended up with the girl that he liked he still accepted alcohol 
This is this is pretty big. I'm going to keep looking at the ledger. Um... <laughs> <laughs> just, just stick your nose in it. And be like, I'm not. So <laughs> you uh you gleaned pretty much the same things he gleaned from it. The uh, the deliveries. Um, pretty much the only place the deliveries were made to were BV, BWK, Vistani, and then for the first ten years S. <clears throat> so we have a hundred years here worth of inventory that was shipped out. Um, and it has payments? It mainly just has shipments out. So it doesn't say how much they were making off of, or profit, or profit margin, or it, any it of appears this information? That, it appears that any payments that came in, um, probably most of them weren't monetary. Probably most of them were trade and barter. Okay. What do you think about the first 10 years of S? I think that we don't really know much about this land to make conclusions based off of a letter but based on the little information that we do know the biggest s around here is definitely strawed yeah it's a a good hypothesis until we get more information because like i said we are strangers to this land and he's shipping stuff to the vasani as well they seem to not be welcomed by anyone around here and yet he's shipping them wine well i mean a business is a business you don't discriminate True. I mean, I have no, I have no, uh, uh, I am not a businessman myself. I just understand people, I guess. But that, that was, you, you, you that seems correct. Hmm. Perhaps, but, uh, perhaps that could be our way in to the Vistani. Bromley, did you see any children, young children, when you talked to the vineyard owner? I mean, there were kids. I don't yes. know about young children. There were two. There were two boys, probably under or around the age of ten, and okay. then there was a little girl who was basically a toddler. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay. And they're currently living out in the woods. I actually went out and spoke to them a few minutes ago. Um, they mentioned wanting to work out a deal with us now that we own this um, land and the winery about the fact that, you know, it's still blighted. The land is worthless, but that they might be able to provide us with some information that would prove useful if they were able to get some things that they wanted. They weren't very specific, or he wasn't very specific, kind of vague, actually. Wouldn't give me his name, either. Just gave me this really creepy wink and walked away into the woods. Well, I would start with this, and I hand over the locket to him. I'm assuming... Is is the, the picture familiar? No. I'm assuming it's his wife or daughter or something like that. And it it must be something of value to him. And and that might be a good place to start um, negotiations. It's always a good idea um, to give a a gesture of goodwill, see if we can get something out of it. Um, But really, what are we trying to accomplish here, guys? We were, we're trying to get some wine delivered back to the tavern that we were staying in, Mm -hmm. deal with, uh, the brother and sister combo running away from the devil and trying to make our own way back home. What, what are we doing here? So here's the deal, right? So let's load the wagon up and then we'll take the wagon back to the, um, the, the water, something water, blue water in blue water in. And, um, the problem is how are we going to move the wagon? Did we see any animals on our way in here? Any beasts of burden? Uh, for the sake of this, I really just want to retcon that there were some horses in the stables. So, I suggest... Oh, is it late? Is it nighttime? Um, you arrived here... It was evening, wasn't it? 
Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's nighttime. So I suggest we spend the night here in the morning. We fill the wagon up with whatever we can get. Take the wagon back to the Blue Water Inn, so at least we can check that box and then see if we can find out more information about the ledger. Maybe because we're really shooting from the hip here when we assume that S means Strahd. It could mean anything. Maybe someone else wouldn't know better. This might be a good location for Arena. This is also true. Hide. So we could make a deal with the previous owners of the winery um, that they can come back and work the land and whatever because I really don't know how to run a winery. Not much Uh, farmer. In return, yeah, not one for manual labor. Um, in return, we get to live here and, like, stage from here and stuff like that. And I don't know if you mentioned it, but I'm just going to assume you did here for the sake of time that you found that locket in the little secret compartment, which implies it's probably valuable. And I mean, I'd he say did, we use he that didn't mention to you that it probably was valuable to the owner of the vineyard so. yeah so yeah i feel like we use that as leverage like look we found your your prized possession you could come back and work the land and uh, live in the house and blah 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 everything goes back to normal we just get to keep a room or two for ourselves and operate out of here yeah that sounds that sounds like a good plan to me great well i suggest someone other than me goes and breaks the news to them because i don't deal well with people being rude. I'm sorry, what was the last the last section that you said? What was it you wanted to broker peace with them by doing what? Uh, using the locket as leverage and then allowing them to have the winery back in exchange for us operating out of the winery. Right, like... but to them, the, the winery is useless unless the blight is taken care of. They don't care. Well, he about said this. he knew some stuff or whatever, so let him figure it out. Plus, this is all their stuff. Like, I'm assuming they're homeless. Like, whether they can work the land or not, they want the house back. So we would basically be renting without pay a portion of their their house. We would let them work the land or whatever if they want to do that. Anyway, we give the winery back to them in exchange for us being able to have a room or two. And then potentially, like, a portion of the profits, if there are any, if we get to that. I like that plan. We can go with that. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. Pileus, stop dozing off and daydreaming. <sighs> I agree, though. I think uh, it's a, a rest is needed, and you know we don't have to see them tonight. I think we should, yeah, take take a take a rest, and we can work out details with them in the morning. Yes, let us rest, and let us let us feast on wine. Let's find a place to rest. There's some bedrooms uh, over here, bunk beds, in the next two rooms over. Um, there's, there's some wine in the cellar. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to pass for tonight, considering, you know, I don't feel 100% safe here yet. So I think at least one of us should be sober. Well, I think think that we've taken care of two druids. If they had any friends to go back to, somebody might be coming back to to find out what happened to them. Yeah. So, yes, I I do believe that some of us should be on guard. Uh, We should take watches and um, maybe bunker down in defensible areas. So we should do that. We go to the rooms with uh, the bedrooms. Is is Roland doing okay? You don't know. He's been out this whole time. He's in that room sleeping. He's sleeping? Is he? I. At least I okay? think he was. Oh, oh, that reminds me. And I take out the two gems and I give one to Leander and one to Brahm. And like, 
we found these in the drawer. Um, use it for barter, bartering if you want, but I, I think we should keep it. Or at least I'm going to. Nice. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to start making myself comfortable in the area. And um, I'm going to pull out all of the silver that Bromley gave me. He had mm. taken a bunch of silver from the death house, I guess. He had taken a little bit of silver from the death house. Was there something else that you gave me, Bromley? Because you mentioned all the silverware that you gave me that was made out of silver. It was a full dining set, so like two forks, a spoon, a knife. Yeah. Okay. If there was plates, then I took those too, but I don't know if plates that's the case. were not silver. Okay. Yeah. Then just the utensils. I'm going to take all of that and what the hell was it that you wanted me to make? Um, either um, a dagger, like you can take my current dagger and coat it in silver, or like a couple arrowheads. I can make up to ten bolts if you wanted me to, if there's enough for that, for the arrowheads. Pretty sure we determined that there was not. Um, I don't know how many. I don't know how many. The tip of a bolt that should that should be enough. Yeah. Or do you want a dagger? Your choice. Probably probably the arrowheads. All right, then I can do 10, um, I'll do 10 arrowheads, um, arrow bolts, and uh, I will hold on to them and not give them to Bromley just yet. Okay. Ah, uh, damn it. Okay. Oh, we and you have words pending. Oh, shit. Bromley uh, wants to see if those fermenting bats are empty or full. So you go back into the, uh, onto the, onto the balcony. The ravens oh, are shit. still sitting. Now I see the ravens. The ravens are still sitting all along the railing. Oh, um, that is not silently watching you. Yeah, creepy, right? And uh, you walk over to look in each of the fermenting vats. Uh, the three on the left are full. The one on the right is empty. It appears to have a crack in the side of it. Is there a ladder nearby? Oh, you're right in front of the stairs down. Well, I mean, okay. I don't want to be around people, and I don't want to sleep in a room alone, undefended. So I'm planning on sleeping inside <laughs> one of these vats. Um, you could probably go get one of the ladders from the patio outside with the stomping tubs. Okay, I want to do that, and then put it inside the empty vat, and then crawl inside, and then sleep in there, and hopefully nothing will find me if something okay. comes. You're now inside. There you go. You are now inside the empty vat with a lad. Roland gets the nice bed, and the rest of you get the bunk beds, and Bromley sleeps in an empty vat. You guys yep. want to keep a watch? There's what? Wait, before Katar goes to sleep, there's one more place he didn't explore. Okay. He wants to just run down, peek around a little bit, close any so doors where? that are. The barrel making room. Oh. oh, the barrel. Oh, that's all that was. Okay, never mind. So you go downstairs, you find the barrel making facility, and there's nothing in there of interest. I'm just gonna go around, close all the doors, you know, make sure everything's kind of locked up. You gonna you know? bar all the outside doors? Can I do that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna bar all the doors that from the outside that come in. Good call. Is anybody keeping watch, or is everybody sleeping? Uh, I want to keep a watch. I'll take first watch. Um. Okay. Okay. Who's taking second watch? Pileus probably should take second watch before he gets too drunk to uh, watch stuff. Oh my god. Okay, you uh, you find Pileus drinking at the end of your watch, and you tell him to keep watch. I'll take third. So during, hold on, during second watch, Pileus, <laughs> uh, you're kind of roving the hallways, and you you watch as kind of all at once the swarms of ravens on the railing 
flap their wings and go out of a window and just fly off into the distance. Bromley, you are awakened by just this massive flapping of wings that continues for about 10 seconds and then stops. As they, they leave? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that, that was weird. I say out loud. <laughs> to no one in particular. <laughs> to no one in particular. Yeah. And Bromley heard it too, you're saying? Yeah, because he's right there. He's in the room, in the vat. Ah. Not that any of you necessarily know where he is. Yeah, we just saw a ladder in there and was like, oh, there's a ladder there. Maybe they were cleaning it. I well, he know. could have popped the lid back on even. True. Yeah, no. So in, in my mind, I put the ladder inside so that mm-hmm. I can climb in and out, and then I sealed myself inside as best I could. Yeah, because you can access the lid and the top from the from the balcony. True. So he yeah, just so... dropped his ladder in, climbed yeah. down the ladder into it, dragged the and lid I... back over. And... Well, I guess on my watch, maybe I like look around because that kind of was weird and startling. Yes. All right. Um, there's really nothing, nothing else that seems weird. All right, well, I'll continue my watch. Passes without, uh, without incident. Who do you want to wake up for third watch? I believe Leander said he wanted to be. Okay. Uh, woken. Well, um, Leander, your watch also passes peacefully. Okay. You're gonna wake somebody up. Roland. And, uh, the fuck do you want? Well, um, we we gotta keep watch, man. What happened to the okay, gym? What happened to the gem that I put beside Roland's head as he was sleeping? It's still there. Uh, do I notice it? Yeah. Right. It's probably you probably rolled over on it while you were sleeping and now there's like a gem imprint in your cheek. Mm. <laughs> I will pocket it and hope that no one notices. All right. Um, your watch passes peacefully, and the morning dawns. Uh, the rain has cleared up. It appears to be a, a fairly beautiful day today. Uh, I see. Um, I'm gonna assume I want to go. Oh shit! Downstairs. Okay. Uh, you do find Bromley climbing out of an empty vat as you walk out onto the balcony. Oh, hey, Brom. Uh, anyway, uh. Do any of these have wine in them? Um, the other three have something in them. I don't know if it's wine or not. Uh, you uh, you feeling adventurous? Nope. Why not? I don't Go like to put unknown foreign objects into my body. Roland, my body is a temple. A temple for alcoholic beverages? And opium. Mm. But so I don't know what that is, so I'm not going to drink it. Uh, come on, test it with me. You test it on your I own, and I'll be here to save your life. It's the whole reason we're here, no? No. I mean, we gotta get this wine back to... Right, and there's barrels of wine. Okay. I'm not gonna fuck around with Are there... a two-story tall fermenting. Like, we're not gonna be able to move this shit anyway. Are there barrels or bottles of wine? There are barrels around. Um, but... I will test the vets. Because okay. you're gonna take a drink from one of the vats. Yeah. Uh, you take five damage, and you are now poisoned. Oh, oh fuck. shit. Um. And that's why I wasn't gonna drink from the vat. <clears throat> uh, Katar's gonna go outside and try to like get the horse connected to the cart. Um. Okay. Um. Roland, uh, you take eight more damage. And Motherfucker. You are still poisoned. Okay. Katar, you're now down. Uh, you're now down trying to hook up the horses to the wagon. So much for that rest. Does does Bromley not notice him uh like 
we get the writhing of poison. What would you like me to do? Uh, I think I need a shit real bad. Okay. Um, I put a hand on either one of Roland's shoulders and I say, do you trust me? <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, sure, I do. Okay. Sure I'm going to try to induce vomiting. Okay. And I'm just going to jam a bunch of fingers down his throat. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he doesn't vomit, and he takes nine more poison damage. Okay, you're no longer poisoned. That uh, like was a comedy of errors. Brom, you like jammed your fingers down his throat? No gag reflex, no reaction. And then all of okay, a sudden... We're going to have of... to talk about that later because... Yeah, no shit. And then he kind of perks up, he's like... Oh, okay. I feel better now. I'm a little stirred that Roland took his fist like a champ. And that's what that, yeah. But I changed my mind. I don't want to talk about that. So we will never speak of this. The car's just outside whistling, trying to get the horses in there, you know. I know. I, I want uh I want Pileus to kind of like, as like this is all happening, he kind of stumbles down the stairs into the vats and he's like, what and he just sees like you know, like, like he just sees like uh, uh, a Brom just like like wrist deep in uh, in Roland's mouth, and he and just kind of like slowly back away without saying anything. Don't judge, okay? <laughs> you, of all people, do not get to judge. Okay? <laughs> he's just he's just observing and then slowly leaving you two alone. All right, you you feel better, kid? Uh, yep. Here, take a sip of this, and I hand him my flask, my not the uh, the brown flask. Right. Thanks. <clears throat> I kind of want to fill a flask, but I don't think I had one. I mean, I have what? the I guess the glass with the... Uh, poison wine. <clears throat> okay. For for future reference, for uh, you never know me. Someone may piss me off. Enough. Um, I have the the glass that the. I'm gonna fill my water skin with poison wine. We still need to talk to the people in the woods before we go. But the being that the vats are poison, do we trust the barrels that are on that cart? I mean, oh, go ahead and try these. All right. Yeah. Let's let's. Okay. How many barrels are on the cart? Three. You're gonna tap one of them. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. Well, oh, I I don't know that once yet. Once you put the tap in, you can't take it back out. No, I know that, but I don't know that it's I don't know that it's poison yet. Nobody's come outside, so I'm just kind of waiting to see where everybody when everybody comes out. All right, so we'll assume. Okay, let's assume they told me. Yeah, I'm gonna tap one. Whoa! Wait! 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 I mean, why would we tap one? We find out that it's poisonous. We tap out another one. We find out it's poisonous. We tap the third one, and it's not poisonous. We just wasted the only one that we have to be able to bring to the people. If we're gonna do this, we might as well just bring it to them. And then we figure out, we let them know that, you know, there, there's a chance that it might go bad. But at the very least, while we're there, we can bottle it up. And if any of it's good, we can sell it then. If we do this now, we're not going to be able to do anything with it. Okay, that works for me. Also, you guys do remember that Eastmark and Arena wanted to get out of town pretty soon after the festival. Which is yeah. tomorrow. Yep. All right, so, so yeah, let's just... Taking today to go back would then mean you were in town for tomorrow. So, anyone want to parlay with the homeless? We do need, yeah, I figure uh, me and Leander should 
Should we go, Leander? I'll, I'll go with you. I can do that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with him. Okay. So you two walk back out toward the same stretch of forest. And I wink. You just wink at the forest? Yep. Um, I asked his name. He gave me a wink. I'm assuming that... So, Leander, you're standing there, like, kind of awkwardly wink at the forest a couple of times. And uh, you don't really see, hear anything until the old man steps out from the uh, from the shadows of the trees. So, have you come to make a deal, then? You could say that. And in a gesture of goodwill, I pull out the locket. Is this, uh, is this belong to you? He, uh, he kind of walks over to you and holds out his hand. I, I give it to him. He, he takes it and he pops it open and he closes it and he says, So you've, uh, you've pretty well plundered the entire winery then? Not plundered. We investigated. Well, you investigated so thoroughly you found my personal items in my secret compartment, so I'm assuming you've, you've pretty much tossed the place top to bottom. Yeah, well, the druids can kill us. Qatar. Sorry. The druids, the druids who were occupying, did a number in the the winery. I apologize for the mess, um, but we have, you know, cleared the area for you. We're here to negotiate terms in peaceful manner. There doesn't need to be any kind of dispute, and we, as, we wanted to give talking, you a gesture of goodwill. Of, he kind of stuffs the locket in his pocket. And we wanted to, we, we realized the importance and we wanted to give it to you. It was loose. But you've we taken everything else, right? That you would want. You've taken everything else. No. The only thing that we've taken uh, is the... The value. You've taken the value. The wine. We've taken the wine that we're going to be giving and delivering to the Blue Water, which is something that you had promised anyways, correct? Oh, and a couple of bottles and I just pull out like the purple mash. So you're Just telling me, if I go back in there, I'm going to find all my money still in my chest. That the only I'm thing you took you. from the chest was the locket. I didn't see any money. Oh, I didn't see any money either. There was money in there. Well, I swear to you, I did not see any money. Ooh. Ooh, he's a little bit skeptical. So what are your terms, then, if you've come to talk? Well, you didn't want any of the winery, correct? It is ours, still according useless. to you. Useless, of course, but it's still the structure, and a structure is not useless. A structure you can live in, correct? Would you rather live in the woods? Like I said, I'm fine if you don't want to give me the structure back. If you're willing to help me put the winery back in uh, working condition, perhaps we can talk about some share of the profits. And that's all well and good, but first let's talk about the structure, the, the safety that comes from being able to live in a, in a walled building with room and comfort for you and your children. One of the ideas that we were floating is that we give you your your land back, your, your building back with the caveat that we would be able to have a room or two to ourselves. I and be able you to that deal if you'd some... been decent in the first place. Well, you gave us the entire land. Right, the entire useless land. If you'd promised to help me restore the vineyard, I'd have let you use this place as a base of operations anyway. Be that as it may, while we may take on that challenge, we have other priorities we need to get to. Ah, so you're leaving we will, then. We will be coming back. 
but we do want to be able to give you the shelter back. It seems like you don't want the the building. Young man, let me ask you this question. Because I don't know if you fully thought this through. What's to stop us from moving back in after you leave? We'd be giving it to you freely. We're doing that anyways. But we'd be taking it anyway. And so do you I think don't really that... see what you're offering us here. <sighs> Keep a watch, move out when I'm gonna you come use, back. I'm, I'm going to use... I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do a thing. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I'm going to use Thaumaturgy. Okay. Okay. And um, I'm going to pop it up because I'm going to be doing it three times in a row. Okay. All right. So I'm going to use Thaumaturgy to have my voice get a little bit louder. Okay. I'm going to have um, a rumble of thunder. And I'm going to have my eyes uh, glow with radiant light. Um, as I say, do you really think you could hold this land from us? As your voice booms out, the old man takes a step backwards. And three other figures step out from the forest, weapons ready. Yes. Well, Guitar. we dealt with the druids. Wait, we dealt with the druids on the inside when you couldn't. Katar's hands just kind of grip the uh, the grip of his uh, short swords. He hasn't pulled them out. His just hands are just on there, ready to go. If we so choose, we can deal with you as well. That is not what we want. Don't force the issue, old man. Very well. You seek to have this place for your own? Keep it. And that's it. We give you your land back, free of the influence of the druids on the inside. It's I understand. Not free of the I understand. I understand that the land itself will not be able to produce the wine that you so desire. I'm afraid but you it's can not still me have the who desires the wine. It's the people out in Barovia who desire the wine. Of course. Either way, the infestation on the inside is cleared. Well, then you have yourself a nice structure in which you can live. As you wish. Be seeing you. Hmm. See you later, old man. Mm, indeed. And I walk away. Arrogant asshole of an old geezer. How did it go? <clears throat> Not well. So let me put it this way. So let me let me put it this way. He's alive and he should be grateful because had it not <laughs> been us, he would probably be dead. Well, <laughs> we should get back to the town. We've wasted enough time. So they don't want the land back. Nope. They think that it's useless, and so they don't even want the structure. Unless we clear out the infestation and blight, in which case they'd be able to produce their wine again, they seem to have no interest in this building. So let me just throw this out here and see, you know, see how you guys feel about this. I'm a spiteful individual. Why don't we just burn the whole place down? Then there's no more wine for anybody? Well, it doesn't sound like there's going to be anyway. There's still I mean, a chance. to figure out how to fix it. Yeah, there's still a chance that we can fix it and keep the wine flowing. Yeah, but then we don't get to have the moral victory of telling this guy to shove it. We can still utilize this as a base of operations. And should we be able to clear the infestation and blight, we will be proud owners of a winery without okay. their influence. Let me put it this way. Is well, the moral victory greater than all the free wine you could have? Yes. No. 
the moral victory. As a religious man, Qatar, I would think he would have uh, agreed with me on that. No, the moral victory. The moral victory always trumps. The moral no. victory in this case will be when we establish ourselves here, take over the land, have it be flowing with wine when the blight is gone, and are able to utilize it as a base of operations until we leave this land. And then maybe we can even come back and and have it be part of the business. That is the moral winning argument. Okay, let's go. Qatar jumps in the front of the uh, cart with the reins and get ready to go. Again, I think we just need to get our companions back here, establish a safe zone, and then go from there. Hey, Pi. Yeah. Can I have one of those bottles of the good stuff? Just one bottle of the good stuff. Yeah, please. Help yourself. Okay. Thanks. I've got... I've, I've been thinking, because... So, the wine goes to everybody, including the Vasani. It's going to start... It's going to end. If we... We still need to talk... I think we need to talk to them a little bit, at least. Um, maybe a bottle will uh, buy a little information or a little silence, and it might be... Might be good to, to have around just in case. Yeah, I think that's a solid plan. Red crush, Do we right? pass by a Vistani camp? You know two Vistani camps. Yeah, we know it's are they, Yeah. Are they on the way back to the village? Then? No, they are not. Yeah. It's on the way it's between Verovia Barovia and Velaki. <laughs> there's one that's between Barovia and Velaki, and there's also one that's just outside Velaki to the north. Uh, let's go there. Let's go stop at the Vistani camp outside Velaki. I mean you're gonna have to go through the town to get there. Yeah, because it's oh, it's yeah. to the north. It's between Velaki and the lake. We're on our way. So so probably you're not going to deliver the barrels to the to the Vistani. No, no, because going... no, no, because everyone's going to see you driving the barrels down the main street of Velaki past that. No, we weren't going to deliver barrels to the Vistani. We just yeah. wanted yeah. to stop and just, talk. Just making sure. I don't want you to make just a terrible decision here. Although, TPK, the whole town kills us. Perhaps you already have made some terrible decisions. No. And by perhaps, I mean no for sure. All right, so you guys, you guys hitch up the wagon. How are you arranged with the wagon? Bromley's sitting on the back. Qatar's driving the wagon. Again, the horse is kind of yeah. know what they're doing, so. They know what they're doing. And I've, and I've used horses at the monastery, so. Uh, Pileus, Roland, uh, Leander, where are you in relation to the wagon? Is there any more space on the wagon? There are two more spaces on the wagon. There's one next to Qatar and one in the back next to Brom. I will sit next to Brom. Somebody's going to have to walk. Yeah, I'm probably walking. Pileus okay. is going to walk next to. Next to uh, left side, right side. Right side. Okay. Um, next to the horses or the cart? Probably next to the horse. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, you're you're kind of helping Qatar keep the horses in line. So this is a this is a beautiful day. Um, again, the sky is still overcast, but like there's some birds singing. Uh, you kind of get the feeling this is about as sunny as it ever gets in Barovia. Pretty uneventful trip. You guys are riding along. You get to the bridge. You turn right. You go straight across here. Like you're just following the signs back to Velaki. You're several hours into your trip. It's probably about midday now. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're walking along, uh, you see Qatar. You are the only one who sees this. Uh, you see through the trees on one side, um, like a bunch of movement. And this movement is like from the ground and up. Mm -hmm. And it just looks like, like a bunch of shifting shadows on that side of the road. On the left side or the right side? On the left side. Kind of matching pace with you we're over to Leander and be like, hey, I think, yep. uh, I think we have some company on the left side. I don't be ready. I don't know what it is, but something's 
Something's tracking us. Okay. Whisper that information to everyone behind me. Mm -hmm. And as you all look over, you can kind of see it keeping pace with you. Suddenly, a swarm of butterflies uh, come out from the forest. You watch as these shadows just kind of flow in your direction. They come out and they uh, they swarm around the cart. Um, and all of you who are within the swarm can smell the faint stench of rot. And so, uh, the butterfly swarm is going to attack everybody within its swarm. Right? So Roland first. Roland immediately loses consciousness and falls off the wagon. Uh, Qatar. That does not You hit. manage to like swat them away really quickly. Uh, Leander. Doesn't hit. And Bromley. Uh, Leander, you are blinded. Uh, Leander, it's your turn. You are blind are they... as a mass of butterflies impedes your vision. I will do Word of Radiance then. Okay, so <laughs> Leander, Leander says a Word of Radiance and it just barely hits the edge of, of oh, the butterfly wait. swarm. Bromley. Seeing as the person seated next to me just passed out, I will reach over and I will cast... I will use the priest card and cast Shield of Faith on Roland. Um, if I saw this, I would be super proud. But unfortunately, <laughs> I'm blinded. You are. You have no idea what is happening. <laughs> so you get a plus two to your AC for ten minutes, and it's a concentration spell for me. Okay. So for the moment, your AC is 17, but you're still unconscious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that is a bonus action for me. So, um, I'm also going to, um, I'm going to produce flame and chuck it and hope it hits something on the way out. Yeah, uh, Bromley produces fire from his hand and throws it and burns a swath through the, uh, through the swarm. Qatar. Okay, um, what is the shape of the swarm? Is there, are they just all around us? Yeah, it's just a swarm, like. Okay, I'm going to turn back and then, um, I heard a thump. I guess. So I turn back, I see Roland's down. Um, I'm going to, can I, uh, sh- I don't want to shape it, but what I want to do is um, I'm going to, I want to cast Burning Hands, but I want to do the cone above so it doesn't hit my teammates. I just want to like do okay. it above. All right. the, uh... I'll, I'll allow it. So you managed to hit some of them, but a lot of them kind of swarm out of the way. Cool. Um, and can I start moving the horses? Like, can I just hit them and start running? Uh, Pileas. Pileus is going to try his hand at uh, animal handling, and uh, he's going to try to smack the, uh, Go for the it. horses on the ass and get them going. Go for it. I hope that this works so bad. Uh, so the horses yeah. uh, start running, pulling you all out of the swarm. Leander, you can see again. Yay. You we're only blinded because of the swarm. Uh, Pileus, anything else you want to do? I'll let you What's do that. that. I'll let you do that as a free action. I feel like slapping a horse isn't that labor intensive. <laughs> all right. And uh, I feel like Pileus, not knowing what actually what happened, would just run into the swarm swing. That's probably <laughs> appropriate. Do you want to rage so, first? Yeah, probably. Okay. I'm uh, gonna rage and uh, and swing. Yeah, you're just carving huge swaths out of this swarm. It's still it's still swarming, but you've definitely <laughs> heard it. All definitely right. reduced its numbers, I should say. So the swarm will engulf you two. Uh, so uh, Bromley, this first one's at you. Yep. So, so I'm, I think I, yeah, I'm not dead, dead. Yeah. Um, my shield of faith definitely drops, though. Sorry, Roland. But being unconscious definitely fucks with your ability to concentrate. Uh, okay, so Pileus, you are blinded. Pileus, this attack is against you. 
Yeah, that misses. Yeah, you're just you're just too your barbarian skin is too tough. How far am I away from the swarm at this moment? Five feet. Yeah, it's literally right behind you. Okay. You could of course hop off the wagon. No, that's completely okay. I'm going to hit it with a guiding bolt. Okay. Yeah, that hits. You you guiding bolt fries a path through the middle of the swarm, dropping butterflies left and right. I will reach out and touch and heal Bromley. Bromley, it's your turn. Great. Um, I'm going to instantly heal myself. And then I am going to take a deep gulp from my brown flask, produce flame, and then spew the hard liquor through the flame (laughs) and attempt to flamethrower as many butterflies as possible. All right. Do your produce flame. Uh, It turns out that that throwing the fire from your hand and spitting the alcohol at the same time requires a little bit more coordination than you've got right now. Well, I, in my mind, I'm just holding the flame in front of my mouth. Yeah, you're also on a cart. It's oh, okay. like bumping up and down. Cart is bumping along and it keeps going up and down and like half of it spews out of your mouth to the side. And it's just, it's just, yeah. You basically, you kind of dribbled some alcohol down the front of your clothes. What a waste of perfectly good looking. Uh, Roland, make a death safe. It was uh, it was nice knowing you guys. That's oh. success. Okay. Oh. I guess. I guess. I guess you're not rid of me yet. Qatar. Uh, can I turn around and then with one hand I'm going to cast Burning Hands again. All right, and uh, Pileus. I will attack. So Pileus, so, yeah, in your blind state, Perfect. you swing your sword wildly, and you're not sure if you hit any butterflies or not, because it's not like you would really feel your sword hitting that many butterflies. Right. Uh, so the butterfly swarm is going to swarm up and over Brom and Leander and make Great. an attack against each. So Bromley, this is for you. You're just unconscious again. And uh, Leander. Nope. Uh, Leander, it's your turn. I will guiding bolt that thing again. Yeah, the, uh, the swarm Actually, has been reduced by over half by this point. Hitting them will be more useful than healing my son at this moment, because if I heal him, he's just going to go down again. That's it's a good outlook. As you kind of dodge uh, around the butterflies flying at your face, you clear out almost all of the uh, almost all of the butterflies with your guiding bolt. It kind of zips around from butterfly to butterfly, just like carving this path of destruction. Uh, okay, uh, Roland, make a death save. That's a success. Nice. And Qatar. Cool. Um, there's like, are there? There's still fair. There's still. There's still butterflies flapping around. Much fewer than there were earlier, but still still some butterflies. Let's see here. If you need to be paying special attention to Bromley. I'm going to use a cantrip and do firebolt. Yeah, uh, there's not, like, you, you fire your firebolt and you manage to miss every single remaining butterfly. That didn't work so well. And you set a tree on fire in the forest. Pileus? All right. I, I, I'm going to try to catch up and uh, swing my sword at this. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Pileus, you just clean... One smooth strike through all the remaining butterflies. Sweet. You guys have killed a swarm of butterflies. Uh, oh, Leander, do you want to try to save somebody? Uh, yeah. Who's down right now? Brumley? Healing word. Bone. Done. Do you want to try to stabilize Roland while you're at it? You slap Roland back to consciousness, because that's how <laughs> we've decided this works. Um, so slightly bruised and weakened from your fight with the butterflies, you continue, uh, you continue on your path toward Velaki? If anyone asks... We were attacked by a pack of wolves. Deal. Got it? Having bravely defeated a swarm of butterflies, we'll leave our adventurers there until episode 7. Episode 7, they will return to Velaki. 
and uh, see if they can't get rid of that shipment of wine. Thank you for listening to us as always. And remember that we do have a Patreon set up, patreon.com forward slash lack of initiative. We're looking to get some new microphones for all the players since we play online. And also uh, we have a lot of extra features. I'm going to be posting some of those publicly so you can give them a listen and see if they're the kind of thing that you'd be interested in. And uh, if you want to support us that way, please support us that way. We'd really appreciate it so that we can keep this project going and uh, increase the quality for all of you, our faithful listeners. Thank you very much for listening and uh, come back for episode seven.